the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. They'll pretend to be patriots. Fighting for fairness for all, but they're not even fit to hold office. What they believe doesn't fit with freedom at all. We must take America back, Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Corona Corona Virus Free Friday, folks. Uh, At any rate, it is the 20th of March, 2020. And on today's program, I have Mark Windows. Mark, I heard on the network with him and Lark filling in. For Micah Rivero. Program note here. Uh, starting Monday, Mike Rivero will be back. Alive and kicking. Different format. He's going to two hours. I am moving my time from 6 to 8 to 5 to 7. Jeffrey Bennett will roll in right behind me uh, from the 7 to 8 spot. And these are all Central Standard Times. And uh, did you inform V, Mike, that uh, he got expanded out an hour? All right. I think we got all the programming... Uh, covered there. Uh, so without further ado, Mark Windows. Hello. How you doing, Mark? Hi. Great to be with you. I uh, I am looking at your website, and it occurred to me, I talked to you last night, and you told me what you were doing yes. over there. Now give us a little, give the listeners an introductory, a little background on you, because you're one of the program changes. You are actually going to be on the network Crossing our fingers, starting next Tuesday, you'll be occupying the spot Tuesday and Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time. So give the people a little background. Who is Windows, and is that your real name, and any relation to the guy that's got all those billions? (laughs) Certainly not any relation to the fellow with the billions. (laughs) And the name is something that we talked about last night. It was kind of thrust upon me. And it was basically a nickname, but it became 
contagious and it uh, took off. So I'm now known as Mark Windows. And yeah, Windows on the World is a website that I set up about five years ago. Previous to that, I had a website I call Land of the Free. And that's just wishful thinking these days, <laughs> especially in the UK. But we were sort of fighting corruption, looking at what was happening. It was a great insight for me as to how administration had taken over, taken our rights away. And I've been looking into what people call the occult, which means hidden, for most of my life. So I decided to share the information and make it a kind of destination website for people who want to find interesting stuff that can be backed up with fact. So I've continued to do that. A few years ago, I was on a website. Uh, there was a website um, that was called The People's Voice, and it was an internet TV station. It was set up by David Icke, and I was on there for a while. And that kind of collapsed. But I stayed in touch with some of the presenters on there. And there is a network of us in the UK doing alternative media, but I don't think it's anything like what you've got in the States. Well, uh, a friend of mine, <laughs> he gave me the name of the godfather of the alternative media. That's how long I've been doing this. And it's been touch and go. We've got a lot of people in through the gate, so to speak. Uh, they've absorbed the information. They've gone out there and shared it. But with anything, and this is a classic example, we'll give you the uh, pandemic People are being pumped full of government and supposedly officialdom, telling them the coronavirus is going to kill millions worldwide. And to my dismay, there are so many people in lockstep going, yes, yes, okay, what do we need to do? Uh, th this is the most horrible thing I have ever seen. Yeah, it's actually unprecedented, and it's very worrying. I've just been reading this coronavirus bill from the UK government, and basically, it takes away all your rights. Any public official on the back of the Secretary of State can actually detain you. Uh, they can detain you for 48 hours. Then they can extend the detention. And also, if you die and you're suspected to have this virus, they don't even have to have a post-mortem. This is getting very much beyond a Maoist dictatorship in, in this country. I've never seen anything like it, like you're saying, John. It's absolutely unprecedented. And it's been rolled out on the back of a toilet roll shortage. <laughs> yeah, well, here in this country... Unbelievable in the UK. Yeah, here in this country, they're ramping up. It's the, it's the pandemic. That is the talking point. That's the point that's being drilled into everybody's head. In California, the governor just announced that uh, the entire state is in lockdown, and you're to shelter in place in your own home. Illinois is going to do the same thing, and I'm hearing that by this weekend, Michigan and New York, including New York City, with, what, 13 million people, are not allowed to go outside of their homes. Have you ever in your life? I mean, this, this is not even soft core martial law. This is just full-on, we're from the government, and you damn well better listen to what we have to say, what I've not heard yet is penalties for ignoring their caring advice. Well, those are all in this bill, John, and I've just been looking at it because it's just been rolled out with some extras in the last few 
few days. And yes, I've never seen anything like it. You can be forcibly detained. And this is on the hearsay evidence of a policeman or anyone who is appointed or says they're appointed as a health official by the state, which means that they can take away all your rights. They can have you sectioned under the Mental Health Act. And it takes one doctor now. You have to take three health professionals, which would include one doctor, maybe a couple of psychiatrists. Now, it's one medical professional. Well, a medical professional could be anything that they designate. So, yeah, we've turned into a totalitarian dictatorship within a couple of weeks. And I never thought I'd see this happen in the UK. Well, we've been watching, um, uh, we've been watching you from afar across the pond there. Um, and I have always warned people, watch what happens in England. If it happens in England, it's not going to be too many years that are going to roll it out here. And lo and behold, you guys have national health care. Uh, people aren't allowed to have guns to protect themselves and their property. And we had warned people here in this country that this medical Obama's Affordable Care Act what was nothing, <laughs> it wasn't even affordable, uh, and it was cobbled together by insurance companies. They're the ones that wrote the bill. And we were supposed to all dance healthily into utopia forever and ever, amen, if we just get the plan. And what we discovered, it was so intrusive. And as you said, with the stuff that you're reading out of that bill, there was a little flavor of that as well. You know, let's throw in uh, the strings and uh, the pratfalls and the pitfalls, but, you know, it's necessary if we're going to do this. And there was talk, if you did not sign up for the national health care, that the government would punish you for doing that. Now, they did bring it up in front of our Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court um, begged out, as I expected they would, and they said, well, wait a minute here, we're going to rule on this, we're going to just wait, wait, the ruling's coming, oh, we have it. Yeah, your Congress has the right to lay and collect taxes, so yeah, Obamacare is legal. Now, we didn't dispute the question whether the government has the uh, has the authority to lay and collect taxes. It's the forced adoption that I have to, at your gunpoint, I have to accept and sign up. Otherwise, there is going to be uh, financial hardship. There's going to be anything that the government wanted to throw at you by way of punishment. This was going to be mandated, and you're going to or else. But the Supreme Court, as I said, ruled on, oh, yeah, it's constitutional because the they didn't address the question, the taxation for what? They said, that, oh, it's just taxation, and the Congress has the right to do that. So, yeah, it's legal. And, and we knew this. We knew this going in that that would give carte blanche to the government to inspect and detect any aspect of your life, and I mean your life. And, and, and Mark, we've been hearing the horror stories over there. They're now wielding a political club over there. Uh, if, you're, if, you're, if they consider you to be hateful, well, guess what? You don't get health care. Or if you're this or you're that, you may have to go to the back of the queue. Well, I think I'm probably both of those by now here because we've been attacked by lobbyists. And I'm only a small website here, but we do have quite a lot of impact. And it's amazing how ineffective the so-called intelligence services are in this country because it's almost a comedy show, really. But the comedy show has evaporated now. And in other words, we are in a bit of trouble. And this idea of implied consent 
has now been taken away because everything has to be done with our consent, with the consent of the government. But we've now had that removed in the past couple of weeks. So I would say that we're in interesting times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the old Chinese curse. Well, uh, Denmark announced, uh, announced today they're passing laws enabling forced coronavirus vaccinations. So it doesn't, they're not even leaving the option, yes or no, or uh, let me hunker down here and snowflake in my own house and, you know, isolate myself. And if I don't have it in a couple, three weeks, well, I guess I'm okay. Uh, no, it's, uh, we're going to treat you as a human pincushion, whether you like it or not. Mandatory. Yeah, I know. I think that there are a lot of people who are questioning the narrative in this country, and I know there are over there. But over here, people are much more easily controlled, in my view, because they are much more susceptible to listening to mainstream propaganda, the BBC, in this country. And that is a huge problem. And there's a, there's a big divide now between the people who get it and the people who don't. And I think that when I speak to members of the public over here, they know that something is completely wrong about the rollout of what's happened with this virus. And when you actually point out a few facts, they agree. And I've even had that in shopping queues here as well. There are people who are just going, this is nonsense, you know. And, of course, it is nonsense. But, yeah, what more can I say? I mean, I'm studying it, and I'm going to do a show this Sunday on this new legislation but reading it my jaws actually dropping when i'm reading it i've never seen anything like it do you have 7-elevens over in england they're yes we do they're not they're not as popular as in the states but we do have them yeah well here uh, on every street corner you'll find a 7-eleven and of course they had to adjust their hours they're not open they're not open 24 hours and there's one in particular that i go to because they have the best blueberry muffins that you've ever eaten in your life. Uh, having said that, I walked in and there's one person at the cash register and there was 12, 14 people in queue. And I'm standing there and I'm looking and I looked at the woman behind the register and I said, are you the only one here? She goes, yeah, I am. So I turned and looked at the crowd and they're all looking at me at this point and I go, I have the coronavirus and I sneezed. I didn't get any panic. I didn't get any dirty looks. The only thing I got was laughter. Because I said all I wanted to do is cut to the you know cut to the head of the line here, and then, then there were two millennials out front of the very same Seven Eleven with material passing it out to people, telling people how much of a load of bunk this coronavirus really is. So, uh, AB or I'm sorry, uh, supposedly in this country, I don't know if you have any conservative anything in broadcasting and media over there, but here in this country they call it Fox News. And even yesterday, Fox News did a poll uh, and asked, they asked the question, where do you think the coronavirus is? And 40% of the respondents says, we think it's already hit its peak and it's over with. The governments of the world, and this is, the thing about this, Mark, is that it was so craftily coordinated worldwide. Never before has this ever happened, that they gave carte blanche to the World Health Organization the governments and even governors of the states here, you don't have states over there, but here we got 50 of those little buggers, and then we've got the federal government that's running 
roughshod over everybody. And um, they're still pushing this narrative. Now, shutting down New York. Mark, think about this. Shutting down New York, where there's 13 million people in New York City alone. Businesses are going to go belly up. Uh, People are going to lose the businesses that they have worked hard to build. Uh, They're going to be losing a lot. If they lose their businesses, chances are they'll lose their home. Uh, They're going to lose a lot. The ramifications financially for this is going to be astronomical. Here they've already announced that they're going to be, well, there's going to be more now than a trillion dollars of help coming from the government. And I'm looking at this, and we know what happened during the last Great Depression here in this country in 1932-33 at the depths of it. We had roughly um, 25, and I'm going to say 30%, and those numbers I think are low, unemployment in this country. And it remained that way for 10 years. And we're looking at this now. And my conclusion and my opinion, and I want to get your take on this, is the stock markets were a bubble, not only in the United States on Wall Street, but around the world. And this was the necessary reset that they had to do to bring those stock values down because they were wildly overinflated. Yeah. I think you're on the right track with it because somebody who worked in the city of London phoned me up the other day and said, yeah, he said, I think this is it. This looks like the looting of everything. And all this sort of help from the government is a smokescreen. And of course, the virus itself is a smokescreen. And something of interest, I looked at Lloyd's of London's website. And yesterday at four o'clock, The underwriters left the building. Now, I don't know whether this has got anything to do with anything, but to me, it looks rather significant. Because if Lloyd's underwriters have left the building, but everyone else is working in the Lloyd's building, I'm sure this is some kind of indication of what's going on. And I'd just leave people to have a think about that and look it up for themselves. But it's all new in at the moment. And Boris Johnson was on the television tonight. London is pretty much officially closed. And it looks as though the police have been putting out that, oh, one in five of the police force is going to get the coronavirus. And that's indicating to the public that there's going to be lawlessness or encouraging it. So this has been rolled out as a plan and it's been executed as a plan. And it's been rolled out on the back of a computer model from Imperial College in London. So, yes, this is a front for, I think, something that is extremely disturbing. And a friend of mine in the city said, this will be worse than the Great Depression. Now, I don't know whether any of this is true because I haven't looked into it. I'm starting to look into it. So I'll get more into that in the shows uh, in the weeks to come. And I'm sure I'll be picking up more information. But it's all happened so quickly that I'm still decoding over here. I got you. All right. I hear that music. We'll take a three-minute break, Mark. Mark Windows is my guest. Mark will be joining the network next week, cross your fingers, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's uh, hopefully a temporary slot that maybe he can do more on the network. But um, that's going to be 2 to 3 p.m. Tuesday and Thursdays. That's Central Standard Time right here on Republic Broadcasting Network. 
corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Thinking about it lately, been watching some TV, been looking all around me, and what has come to be, been talking to my neighbor, and he agrees with me. It's all gone crazy. The situation here in this country, um... Mark, they're uh, saying, yes, this could be a recession. This could be the start of a recession um, or maybe depression. The last time that this was tried, as I mentioned back in the Great Depression here in this country, Franklin Delano Roosevelt did pretty much the same thing, throwing money around. And all as it did with all of his craft, you know, economic craft, 
The only thing that he did was extend the depression out to 10 years. It started in 29 during the crash, lasted roughly to 39, 1940, until conveniently there was a war to fight and lots of money to borrow and a lot of destructive stuff to build. So, um, And many people of of import have been saying that exact same thing in in and around the mainstream media. So people are starting to get their minds wrapped around this. Um, but this is more of a psychological operation than it is anything else. It's, it's more of a shakeout to see where the weak links are. If you can get the help and cooperation of the media and the heads of state, presidents, governors, whomever, if you can get them on board to start making unconstitutional mandates on the people, if they can pull this off, there. I mean, what's what's the next one? Climate change. You know, well, what's the next pandemic that's going to be coming? And and we've been told, Mark, that this might be the first wave of it, and it may last uh, a year, year and a half, maybe two years. There could be millions more people that die. And I am just, I, I, I've been doing this for pushing three decades behind a microphone, 28, 29 years, something like that. You lose count after a while. But this is the first time that I have been rocked in my seat and I'm slack-jawed just watching this rolling nightmare roll out worldwide. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, reading this bill is absolutely shocking. It means that a public official can demand a blood sample, a swab, and if they deem you to be infectious, they can just detain you. And basically, it's a, it's a suspension of all inalienable rights. There are no rights under this act that's come in. So, yes, I think we've kind of gone over that, that it's unprecedented. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit the same as you, John. I'm sort of looking at it and going... I can't believe the audacity of it, but I can believe it because it's there. They've published it. It's actually government legislation, and I'm reading it. Oh, you mean this is not a conspiracy theory from these wacko extremist people? <laughs> oh, that word conspiracy theory. Well, that's usually the response of a UK Guardian reader when confronted with a fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I... I, I, I the New York Times. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love English people, but I'm telling you, uh, the rest of the world, all the industrialized world has done two things, and I mentioned it before. National health care, you don't get any guns. Here in this country, they tried to pass Obamacare. It didn't work. They have been trying their damned us to get the guns out of the hands of the American people, and they have not been compliant. As a matter of fact, during this coronavirus deal, or I'm sorry, coronavirus, <laughs> what they've done uh, is the people have literally gone to the gun stores and literally wiped their inventory out. Shotguns, rifles, handguns, any kind of ammunition, anything. The store shelves are bare. So in order for them, and, and why I mention this, is because once people finally find out that, yeah, there really is a death panel on national health care, there's going to be a cutoff age, and you're just going to have to go away, we'll make you comfortable, but die and die you must. And once people find out the totalitarianism behind that and the control it takes of their lives, in this country, 
we still have the Second Amendment. And they conveniently parked it right in behind the First Amendment, freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, you know, freedom, freedom, freedom. If they tried to take the freedom of speech away, and then we know the mask has been pulled off the beast, and we are now facing what we're facing. Well, we have the guns to reform our own government. And I call it, I, I call it a restoration project because it, it, it's, it's not a revolution. We are all for the rule of law here in this country. We have a constitution. It's called a republic. And those, that constitution and those Bill of Rights was not written for the people. They already had that. You said it before, un- unleanable or unalienable rights. They've already had those rights. This was a checklist for the government. Please don't color outside these lines. But they have, and brother, have they. And this, if people really want to take a look at it, this is global. This is worldwide. Here's your global government, global control aspect of this. But it's kind of strange because we're seeing the European Union fall apart. We watched you guys with... uh, Brexit over there. We are now hearing that other countries are kind of looking at this and the European Union going, yeah, we're kind of tired of this as well. They tried to trap us in the North American Union here, and we said we're not having any of that. So the grand plans of the globalists here have been slowed somewhat. Now I think um, this little exercise that they're doing right now might clean up a few little dirty details. We'll take this break. We'll be right back with your calls. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. The Republic Broadcasting Network, late night, premiere show of Redfield Hardcore is hosted by activists that want to hear from you, the listeners, so that you can get involved in the activism. Please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion. To book yourself as a guest, call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact RBN staff. Remember, keep it real and take the red pill. Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. 
Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. How healthy are your arteries? Deteriorating circulation has a number of early warning signs. High cholesterol, high blood pressure, fingers and or toes often go cold, arms and or legs often go to sleep, sharp diagonal crease in the earlobe, short walks cause cramping or pains in legs, memory is not as good as it used to be, ankles swell late in the day, chest pain after physical exercise or emotional stress. If you experience even one of these symptoms, your circulatory system is crying out for attention. Extendivite is a natural solution to help improve your overall health. Extendivite is not your average heart tonic. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendivite. Boy, that took a long time. Is your pot sticking over there? (laughs) We're going to take phone calls for the balance of this hour. Um, Mark has been kind enough on short notice to join us on air. He's going to be with us on the network Tuesdays and Thursdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And um, I'm going to assume here that the name of the show is going to be what? Well, I would say it could be Windows on the World, if that's okay with you. That's that's <laughs> fine and dandy, because you're doing something over there that is uh, very similar to the TED Talks. You're all over England. Very interesting, actually, because the listeners to the show book us to do these talks, and we've actually now called it the Real Citizens' Assembly, because over here we have these imposed kind of steering committees called citizens assemblies which were funded by an organization um through the open society so we had the british government actually imposing a george soros funded organization on the public to make them appear to agree to the rollout of things that they would not normally agree to so we decided to call ours the real citizens assembly because this is a mimetic war, isn't it? So we decided to use their meme, and we call it the Real Citizens' Assembly. We've had quite a few of them shut down, actually. And at the last minute, we have to go and find another venue. The last one was in Worthing, which is a place on the south... Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's in Sussex, the county of Sussex in the UK. And... We had our talk pulled two days before the talk by the Friends Meeting House, which is the Quakers, and we had to relocate to a pub. We filled the pub. We had a lot of people there. And yes, there is, thing, there is encouraging signs in this country, or there are encouraging signs, but there are very few numbers of people who are actually really getting any kind of idea what's being rolled out. So, yes, we take the talks around. They are a little bit like a very informative version of a TED Talk. They give you the whole history of Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, 
uh, the systems of global governance, the systems of governance, and also some clues as to the climate change agenda through astrophysicist Piers Corbyn, who's the brother of Jeremy Corbyn, who is the leader of the Labour Party in this country. And we take these talks around, myself, a lady called Sandy Adams and Piers, and we have quite good fun doing it. So, yeah, we are trying to make an impact here, but because we're all shut down in this martial law, I don't know what we're going to do now. <laughs> well, here in this country, uh, the consumers are getting breaks. Uh, gasoline that was bumping anywhere from 250 to $3 a gallon. You guys have the imperial gallon over there, but um, it's down now to $1.57 I'm sorry, $1.57 here in central Texas and expected to go even lower. We might even see gasoline for a dollar a gallon. Well, whoopee for that uh, if everything's closed down and locked down and curfews and everything else. Uh, you can fill up with cheap gas, but you can't go anywhere. Wow. Yes, there's always a catch, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there has been. Uh, my thing, Mark, for all of these years has been my main target has been the funny money people. This idea that private corporations for profit put out their product, and in this case, in this country, it's dollars, and over there, it's pounds, uh, and they issue this stuff, and there's nothing backing it. Here in this country, it's been estimated that up to 90% of the currency in this country, it, it's just been printed out of thin air. And how they did that, and you'll see the correlations in the figures here, in this country... They have allowed banks, if they take deposit of, say, $100, they put it on the books, they're allowed by their law. It's not right. doesn't even make any sense unless you're the bankers themselves. They take in 100 bucks. The very next day, they can loan $900 to the next sucker coming in, in the door. Now, where did that money come from? Well, they just made it up out of thin air. And what they were really worried about on this uh, coronavirus deal, if we remember Y2K back in 1999, what they were deathly afraid of was runs on the banks because they didn't even have enough of the funny money and the worthless currency physically in their banks if people wanted to go to the banks and take out their deposits. The first thing they did in this country in February of 1999 all the banks were upgraded all the software hardware they had new computers everything so when that clock ticked over on 1999 and 11:59:59, uh, things didn't go dark and the banks could still run they spent 10 months convincing the american people oh don't don't take out all your cash because what that really would have done it would have exposed the fraud of those banks and those banks would have fallen quickly so that's, you know, history is teaching me that, yeah, this little exercise they're doing right now, it is covering a multitude of sins. 800-313-9443, if you want to join in the remaining minutes of this program, uh, you're going to be hearing a lot from this guy, Mark Windows, and the program name is Windows on the World, and that's going to be hosted by the guy, and I just love guys with an English accent. I don't know what it is. Mark Windows. <laughs> it's just, I, I could sit and listen to you all day. You, you could recite the phone book, and I, I could sit here and listen to it. At any rate, let me let me go to Tom in Florida. Go ahead, Tom. Yes, sir. Good day to you, John. Um, yeah, I'll make it brief. Uh, first off, you cannot, now, now you cannot even say Chinese food 
what the fake news media is trying to do with Trump about uh, ch- you know, Chinese this, Chinese. You can't eat. In other words, they're going to change it now. You got to when you go get uh, food, it's going to be after you get, you're getting Oriental food. You got to get Oriental food. Pretty soon that will be a bad word. Uh, you can't say the word Chinese food or Chinese flu or anything. Wu flu, whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy with these leftist media fake news criminals well, you know, are doing. Why doesn't? Why don't they print and distribute? I'm sure they can get these out faster, even though they're a bureaucracy. Why don't you give me the true double speak di- uh, you know dictionary here? So I, I'm not in error. Exactly, uh, and, and you know, John, I, and I want to say this to all your listening audience. Let's think about this: this imbecile moron, Joe Biden. A week ago, was saying that Trump was being a racist for not allowing uh, for uh, closing the the, the, air, the flights to, from China. The same guy Biden who wants anchor babies over here by the by the hundreds of thousands um, that have these anchor ba- these people are paying seventy five thousand for these Chinese women to have these anchor babies, and Biden's all for it. Biden doesn't want to close the borders. This imbecile wants to, uh, to be the president of the United States. The same guy that gave us the swine flu, and they kept that quiet. Okay, 17,800 Americans died with the swine flu, and nobody said a word about that for six months. But this Joe Biden imbecile, idiot, um, wants to be president of the United States. The guy's got dementia. He's got the brain of a 100-year-old. It's disgusting what the media is trying to get away with. And, you know, John, uh, Joe Biden is also the one that mentioned, why don't everybody go buy a shotgun and saw it off to 12 inches, then you'll have your assault weapon. He, and, and by the way, speaking of that, John, did you hear how many uh, Chinese in California have bought guns in the last week? <laughs> no. 16,000, almost 17,000 Chinese, seven, close to 17,000 now. Well, what did these guns go all over California? Okay, or Tom, Tom, thanks for bringing that up because that's a point I wanted to talk about. Uh, Mark, there is the racial um, connotations here. They've been putting out that, uh, oh, people, the, well, we in California were buying guns and it's just not Chinese, it's a people of Asian descent. And, of course, if it, if it leads, it bleeds. Uh, our wonderful media that just likes impactful stuff, they've been out there, and these are the clips that they're airing. Uh, that uh, Well, the reason why they're buy- buying guns out there is because, well, people might be hateful toward Orientals. And, and this whole coup in this country, this whole... I, I, I'm sure you've been hearing the horror stories echoing in the halls of England over there about this split in this country with the communist socialist democrats and if you criticize anything that they're saying you're automatically uh, considered to be a racist a misogynist a hater of this or that they cannot debate nor can they answer any legitimate questions so they immediately throw up that screen to shut you up Absolutely. And it's almost comedy proportions in this country, because if you put something that goes against the hive mind controlled narrative, you usually get this sort of, I suppose you voted Brexit. I suppose you like Trump. I suppose you think that Elvis lives on the far side of the moon, you know, Mm -hmm. and they always do the same thing. And it's in threes. And I think it come out of the intelligence services in this country, but it's pure comedy. And in actual fact, I've been attacked with it on so many occasions. It has turned into a comedy. And when you turn it back on them, they can't say anything. But the main thing about this is once they play the race card, you know they've lost the argument. But this doesn't matter to them. 
It's no, it, no, that's the thing. It doesn't matter. No. You know, you know. I noticed that years ago down here in Texas, um, the capital Austin is about 15 miles south of me, and we used to bring people in from time to time to speak on the grounds of the state capital about the Second Amendment and gun ownership and this, that, and the other. And I remember going to one of these events, oh gosh, 15 years ago. And of course, uh, we had uh, what we lovingly referred to uh, as the libtards or the, uh, um, well, just just libtards is close enough. I don't need to go any further. Yeah, we use that one too. Do you? <laughs> Good. And, yeah. and you could stand and engage a conversation. Once you get past that first question, they just look at you because they have no answers. And then what you get is red-faced anger from them. The first couple I talked to, that's what I got. I started asking questions about the Second Amendment and this, that, and the other, and they ran out of answers real quick. And all of a, all of a sudden, they're they're throwing racial epithets at me, and they're calling me names. And I said, "Really?" I said, "Is that the best you guys have by way of argument?" It is. It is as if the brain is shut off, and you just run your pre-recorded or pre-recorded, I should say, program, and that's to be your bumper sticker response. And supposedly that's going to see see it through the day. That's absolutely the same here. I mean, but this is what we were talking about last night. I think we lark mimetic war- warfare. That's all it is because there is just this narrative that they repeat. I mean, it's quite hilarious because at one of our meetings is a little town here called Glastonbury in, in England. And we were at the town hall there and we were doing our talk. And the lady who does talks with us, Sandy, she was actually doing her talk and I, I could hear this commotion going on. And these people from Extinction Rebellion had come in and said, you're lying. And it was ironic, really, because what was actually on the PowerPoint at that particular moment in time was the UN Charter of 1947. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, so then they came out and we started uh, a little sort of interaction with them. And one, he, he said, but there's a climate emergency. I said, where? And he said, he said, he said, half the southern hemisphere is underwater. And I said, no, it's two-thirds. That's <laughs> 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 unbelievable. <laughs> oh, gosh. We, I, I forget the, the entire story, but we had, a, uh, we had a, a, a Congress critter over here in the federal Congress several years ago talking about climate change and how it's going to, be un, it's going to destabilize everything. And, and actually, there was an island that was tipping over and it was getting ready to sink. No, not not that it's going to be inundated by rising tide. No, the island actually tipped over and it's going to sink. And and, and it, devoid of any fact. And and what scares me about this is how many people let this go, Mark, without a challenge. Without going, wait a minute, let's do a little fact checking here. I know. I think it's because of what's happened with the education system, particularly, and you do get younger people who get this stuff that we talk about, but there is a hive mind that's been very successfully implemented. Uh, and the whole idea behind this coronavirus thing is now to quarantine kids so that they can be using Google Schoolroom and all this kind of stuff. So there's a multitude of things going on here, but we have exactly the same problem. We go to these conferences, we give them facts, our, our talks are shut down, and they're shut down on the most bizarre and stupid reasons. And they never have an argument. And I've asked these people to come in and say, come on, let's debate with us. Please come in. Come in. 
And of course, no, because we're fascists and Nazis and um, all the rest of it. And we voted for Trump and we voted for Brexit. And we probably think that Elvis lives on the far side of the moon. You know, then they leave. <laughs> it's just incredible. But yeah, yeah it's, it's worrying because this is a kind of it's a soft Bolshevism. But these people can be turned very easily. And at the moment, it seems to be like they're being controlled under this organization called Extinction Rebellion. And now they're going to be controlled even more with this coronavirus. Now, and is, is that, that organization you just mentioned, Mark, is that the one funded by Soros? Yes. Um, I don't think you've got as much of a problem with it in the States. The reason yeah, I really. ask you was that George yeah. Soros was over here funding Antifa to go into the major cities and go thump people's heads, split their skulls, do property damage, smash windows, and the police would do nothing. They would stand there, witness these creatures uh, dressed in black with masks so you can't identify them, and the police would stand by and watch them commit acts of violence, criminal acts, and do nothing. No arrests, no handcuffs, no jail, no judge, no nothing. Same here, John. Absolutely same here. I didn't get on to Antifa because that's a more serious side of what's going on. I thought we were sort of on the comedy side of it, which is Extinction Rebellion, which is these middle class kids who go and lie down. We have a supermarket over here called Waitrose, which is a kind of elite supermarket. So they have a die in at Waitrose. In other words, they do their shopping and then they lie on the floor, you know, and they call it a protest or they do some yoga on a bridge in the middle of London. Mm. And um, the the Antifa thing is very sinister and i've watched a lot of the videos from the states and it's exactly the same here i've seen these people turn up and attack basically old age pensioners in fact if you put into uh, your search engine of choice antifa attack london's oaps you'll find an interview on there with people who were elderly academics who got targeted and attacked by these people through a lobbying group, which is absolutely linked into the intelligence services and the deep state and all the rest of it. And these people are left alone by the police. And it's very worrying because these are going to be the Bolsheviks. But the thing is that the public in the States, I think, are more aware of it. Or is that true? Because they seem to be on the videos. Here, they are allowed a free reign and anything that goes up against them is immediately far right because the the intelligence narrative here is to demonize anybody who's outside the accepted opinion corridor so it's actually in a way it's worse here because they turn up on the back of the the trade unions as well they've been using the trade unions to hide behind which is deeply sinister we're going to have some fun here mark uh, joining forces and starting to involve and bring in people worldwide. I am juiced. It is about time that a structure of appreciable strength and controlled by we the people, not governments, not uh, may I please have my stuff online. I am not a hater. Please don't shadow ban me or throw me off the platforms. We're going to do it in such a way that they're just going to have to pound sand because there's not a damn thing they're going to be able to do to us. We're going to control the infrastructure and control the information. Not control the people, control the information to put out verifiable fact and truths to people. 
Mark, there's a reason why the moniker on my network is Real News, Real Talk, Real People, because you can handle the truth. We are not children. And you keep screwing with our lives every single day. And quite frankly, we've had about enough of it. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way, John. I mean, I've been laughing at this, but in actual fact, this is a war now. We are at war in this country. There is no doubt about it. I'm reading this bill and I cannot believe it. They, they can take anything off you. They, they can take your vehicle. They can take your house. They can take your DNA. And it's on the back of you having a tickly cough. It's unbelievable. Or whatever they say. In other words, if you actually start challenging a police officer in this country, you can now be sectioned under the Mental Health Act, you can be forcibly detained, and if you die in police custody, they don't even have to register your death properly. That's what this means. Well, we were telling people about the death panels, and lo and behold, uh, we've seen it coming out of Canada, we've seen it coming out of England, that, you know, we have finite resources, and, you know, you're elderly, you've lived a life, and, you know, you're not just going to, we're going to make you comfortable, but we're going to ship you off to die someplace. Uh, that that well, that's not a very yeah. good valuation of life. The way they treat the trying the the newborns trying to be born that are getting aborted, or the state aborts you when you get too old and you're just sucking up funds. So there you go. Let me let me squeeze one more in here, John in California, and then we'll have to say goodbye to Mark Windows. And again, folks, make a note of this. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mark Windows with his program, Windows on the World. I'm looking forward to this. Go ahead, John, in California. Yeah, hi, John. Mark, uh, looking forward to hearing you in the next weeks. Um, John, yesterday when I was talking with you and uh, Mark Anderson, right after I finish, uh, Mike, your call screener, that a man named Chris in Las Vegas wanted to talk to me about the uh, SEIU union. So I called him back later, and uh, sure enough, he was a, I guess, a background. He had some law enforcement intelligence or something, and that's a little story. But he, he mentioned that, yeah, he knew some stuff in that, and he said they were, they were organizing to a point where in the next general election they were going to have uh, these people in place, their people in place, with control over all the voting machines. That's what their plan was. Mm. And I, I said, uh, well, you know, you know that. Well, you know, to send it on to Mark or the, the network, Mark Anderson. So um, anyway, that was interesting. Yeah, and, he, um, he's a former cop, by the way. Okay, yeah, we had, a, we had a nice conversation. And I have to admit, right in the middle of it, I was thinking to myself, gee, I wonder if we're being uh, listened to by the powers to be and they might, you know, come knocking at my door one of these days but i you know i'll get over it <laughs> john thanks for your call well you remember what thanks they said you remember what they said in russia uh that uh, when the knock came at the door two or three o'clock in the morning what the people should have done was walked out of their apartments and everybody on that floor came out of their departments and done away with the secret police uh those uh after midnight knocks uh they would have slowed their role uh quite quite a bit whether that's going to happen in this country. Uh, Mark, uh, looking at the world the way it is, and this communism, this socialism uh, that's taking hold, that the governments are going to supply you with everything, and don't worry, we're going to live in utopia. Um, give, me a, give me a minute shot on that one. 
Well, the thing is, I I was in a Maoist controlled country last year and what they have there is absolute freedom compared to what we've now got in the UK. And the things that happen there, uh, well, the things that happen here or been announced to happen here, I don't think would happen there. So we're talking about something that's beyond communism here. I mean, people in communist countries know that they cannot trust the state-controlled media. In the UK, people don't know that. They do trust the media. And that is a huge problem because if you're in a totalitarian dictatorship, which is what we are now in, as from last week, and the public think they're in a democracy, then there's a problem. If the public are in a communist country and they know it's communist and they're under a dictatorship, well, they know what's going on. Here, we have a big problem. We have to wake people up to the fact that we've lost all our rights. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough time ahead, I think. Well, and, and, and part of the social conditioning in this country, really, for the last couple of years, they've been doing this quite a bit, every opportunity. Sometimes you'll hear them use the term or the phrase, um, you know, maybe a couple, three times within a paragraph to make sure that that's programmed into you. They keep calling this country a democracy, and we are anything but a democracy. And the idea that's being put over, well, the uh, the politicians will tell you their ideas and their programs, and this, and you're going to get to vote on it. And if 51% of you agree on it, forget the fact that you shouldn't, by way of our Constitution and infringing on our rights, they have been touting this democracy, 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 democracy. And in a constitutionally limited republic, that's the poison to this country and its structure. So we have a bigger agenda to deal with out there, and we're going to have to deal with it. We just need to make more people, give them the courage to unite, educate more people. And I think this can be turned around and put in its proper place. Uh, Maybe a slow hayride to hell, I would prefer. But uh, having said that, Uh, If the people will turn, make a stand, stand their ground, speak their mind, and support those that do, I think we can get a lot of mileage going here. Got to agree with that. All right. Hey, Mark, we're out of time, man. Hey, I appreciate your short notice coming up on the program. (laughs) And and, and I'll remind people, I'll remind people, Mark, uh, Windows will be on the air Tuesdays, Thursdays, 2 to 3, and that's PM Central Standard Time, and the name of the show is going to be Windows on the World. I'm looking forward to it, Mark. Me too, John. Thanks. All right, sir. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. I like how they always say cheers. Makes me want to go eat fish and chips and have one of their brown, warm beers. Nah, not really. Okay. <laughs> Top of the hour break. We'll be back right soon. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. 
and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 